Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. has never sounded sweeter as the Packers a gritty defensively won 14-12 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take that Tom Brady take that referees take that the state of Florida take that exercising all of the demons over all of everything I just mentioned Packers win Rowdy good morning yeah good morning we exercise little, little nerve-wracking the there at the end. But? But what happened, Rowdy? They got it done! They did win. But, yeah, I was. I feel like if there was five quarters in the game, if you're a Packer fan, that would have been an E-yikes. That's why I'm glad they didn't go to overtime. But, yes, okay. A lot of people whining and moaning and complaining. Uh, the Packers... They won the game, Cheeseheads. It's everything you've bitched about for as long as possible. They can't win in the state of Florida. Tom Brady gets all the calls. Tom Brady's the boogeyman. The Packers don't have a defense. Uh, Well, guess what? The Packers have a defense. They beat Tom Brady. They beat the refs. And they beat a team in the state of Florida. Oh, and by the way, they also had more injuries. Sammy Watkins, no go. Christian Watson, no go. Guess what? They won! It was incredible! Was it nerve-wracking? Yes. But, Rowdy, please tell me you're on the side of positivity today with me of all the demons they exercised on No, Sunday. a win is a win in the NFL. Like, if this was, if this was, <laughs> college, if this was college football where Wisconsin played a, I don't know, maybe like a Washington State-type team, oh, and wait. they... They barely got past them. You'd be like, oh, come on. That was a terrible game. But instead? It's the NFL. There's no style points. A win is a win is a win. Thank you, Todd. Love that drum. But how about the Buccaneers? Because it did seem like in the uh, second half, especially that fourth quarter, Buccaneers got a ton of calls. Oh, my God. Listen, all right. Let's just clear the air right here. Uh, Against the Chicago Bears, I personally believe that it was a touchdown from Justin Fields, but I understand where the referees came from, so I stand with the referees against the Chicago Bears. Not enough evidence to overturn it. I kind of thought it was a touchdown, but listen, I don't wear the zebra stripes. Rowdy, Tom Brady, not one but two. The second one was called a delay of game. The first one, in your opinion, was it a delay of game? Did Tom Brady get the benefit, the Tom Brady call, the, the zebras on his side, or was it? Well, Legit. what about what about just the holding in general? Like on the on the punt where Green Bay Amari Rodgers actually had a pretty decent return. They would have yeah. had the football on like the Tampa Bay thirty five ish. Who barely got him on his shoulder? What well, was that? Uh, he was grabbed and pushed into him. Yeah. Or how about on the yes? Or there was multiple or times what about on the punt. Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark or some other. Uh, defensive linemen yeah. were literally getting like held up around the neck as they were coming around the corner and Tom Brady. How about when the Buccaneers had to punt from their own end zone and um, I forget the player, but the Packer was shoved into the punter. Yeah, and, that's what we. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But Rowdy, I mean, again, it goes to what I said. The Packers went to the state of Florida with the defense and beat the referees and Tom Brady. I don't know what we're all bitching about, uh, but for the delay of game, obviously the second one was called. But the first one for the touch, was it a delay of game or as they suggested on the broadcast that there's still one more pulse after it hits zero? One Mississippi, zero Mississippi. Then the referee is supposed to look up and if the ball's in play. Oh, was it a delay of game? I think in general, they're kind of a little, uh, they're a little liberal when it comes to the clock hitting zero. You see that all the time that it's... uh, they kind of get away with it sometimes, yep. but the like the one at the end for the two point conversion, it was like, are you going to give them ten seconds? That one was clear and obvious. Well, they called it the first one. I, I've watched a lot of football. We've all watched a lot of football to the point where you hear the announcers always say it, and the Mike Pereiras of the world being like, well, once it hits zero, they have an extra pulse, so you got to look at. I would watch, say look for me, ball. it's like bang, it's bang bang, right? Yeah. If it if it looks pretty close. 
good, but some of those from Brady and the Buccaneers, it was like, okay, it's been like three seconds. Yes. Um, Was called the second time. That just goes to what I'm saying is why are we complaining and whining so much when the Packers exercise so many demons in the state of Florida against Brady with a defense and by and injuries galore for the Packers. But by God, that offense looked pretty damn good to open up that game. And it's something we'll have to get into today, Rowdy, because this is a Matt LaFleur issue, I think. LaFleur is so good at scripting a game. And then once the other team adjusted, like we saw Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers do, who adjusted great. I mean, if you, you saw the game, why can LaFleur not adjust on the fly? Is, is that just me? Does he, is it the boogeyman, like the state of Florida, the Tom Brady, the Buccaneers? Like, what is it with LaFleur and adjusting? Is that just me, Rowdy? Or did LaFleur and those guys not be able to adjust their offense like uh, the Buccaneers would be able to adjust their defense to stop them? No, that's plagued him, I would say, his entire tenure with the Green Bay Packers so yeah, far. yeah. Since uh, Even since 2019. And usually they wouldn't have a defense to help them out. Well, this time, my God, that defense was huge. Um, you beat Tom Brady. You beat the Buccaneers. You beat them on the road. This was a huge, gritty win. I don't see why people, and, and understand why people are complaining. A win is a win is a win. Oh, and oh, by the way, you lost Jair Alexander right away in the game. How about Kishon Nixon coming in, Rowdy, and getting it done? Yeah, Snoop Dogg's uh, nephew. What up, Neff? Yeah, no Sammy Watkins, no or yeah, no Sammy Watkins, no Christian Watson. Both dealing with hamstring injuries. In fact, Sammy Watkins placed on the injured reserve. We're gonna miss four games coming up here. Uh, then you have Rowdy, the return of David Bakhtiari. I know, it kind was, of. I know it was split. It was a little, uh, a little musical chairs with him. Uh, is he in or is he out? But it's a good sign. Alternate drives between Bakhtiari and Josh Nyman. Uh, Bakhtiari apparently was not pleased with the rotation. We'll get the comments coming up. Uh, but LaFleur said they wanted to see how David Bakhtiari's knee responded, and it's nice to see him out there. I don't know, overall, though, that's just a gritty win, man. That was just a gritty, entertaining win. I thought, how awesome was it to see the Packers have a defense that stood up? Didn't that make you feel good? I know it's week three, but didn't that make you feel good to see a defense stand up to Tom Brady and the likes? It did, but then you also have to remember what Tampa Bay is working with offensively. Being beat up on the line, being that uh, pretty much every receiver, I think, on their roster came in with either an injury (laughs) or some type of uh, sore body part or left with a sore body part. Yep, Mike Evans suspended. Um, But yeah. Other than that, it's not like the Packers weren't having injuries on their wide receiving core and line, you know? No, but that's what I'm saying when you talk about the defense standing up. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't like it was like a big time one hundred percent healthy Tampa Bay offense, and their offense hasn't looked good at all this season. Hey, but you think as you go forward in the uh season, teams just get more injured and more banged up. That that's not like the Packers and you're not saying this. It's not like the Packers are gonna apologize for beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like, well, oh, give you another week to get your I just think healthy. it would have been a little bit different if they were playing like a, a Bills or a Dolphin type offense, not the uh, not the Buccaneers. Sure. Uh, speaking of the Bills, look who lost yesterday too, the Buffalo Bills. The NFL was wild yesterday. What a crazy, uh, crazy weekend. NFL Sunday is absolutely electric. Looking around the NFC North, the Chicago Bears – uh, squeak by the te- uh, the uh, Houston Texans, excuse me, twenty three to twenty to move to two and one on the year, two and zero oh at Soldier Field, and then oh my God, the Lions snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. The Lions had it down ten late. The Vikings come storming back to beat Detroit at U.S. Bank Stadium, twenty eight to twenty four. Did you watch any of that game? Yeah. Detroit led that game 14 to nothing right away, only for the Vikings to crawl back into it and tie it up. Wild. Then the Lions go back ahead, only for the Vikings to come back and win it. How many uh, PI or holding calls did that one? To, uh, who in the secondary for the Lions? This guy was getting eaten alive yeah, by the referees. One of their corners. Oh, my God. He, was, he single-handedly cost them the game. Uh, with all of his penalties, um, that was a wild game. Twenty-eight, twenty-four. The Vikings win. I don't, I don't know how to get a, a grip on this Vikings team. I think it goes back to uh, uh, what you had talked about, you know, last week and the week before, Rowdy, that the the Green Bay Packers kind of chose to lose against the Vikings week one. The Vikings team does not look good, um, but they are two and one on the year now. Uh, that that Lions team, man. I don't know. Some franchises have the stench of defeat of a loser all over them. They play hard for Dan Campbell. A lot of missed field goals in that game, and I thought the Lions were going to take it, but no, no, Jamal Williams, old former Packer, running with a purpose. 
Uh, let's see what else happened uh, around the league here. The Panthers. What, what were all your Razor's edge picks in the NFL again? Yeah, we had the so our picks in the NFL. We had the Panthers for one of them. Got it. We had the Falcons. Got it. We had Arizona, which was a loss. Yeah. Indy, which was a win, and Cincy, which was a win. Look at so we finished four and one. So you, what are you? Uh, eleven and two. Eleven and two in the NFL is rowdy. Wow, absolutely crushing it in the NFL. Yeah, it was a wild NFL Sunday, man. And how about this? I was told they were going to be Super Bowl favorites. Uh, some of our callers out there said that they would put a, a sizable chunk for them to win the Super Bowl. They got the best wide receiver in the game ready to get her going. The Las Vegas Raiders with Devontae Adams moved to 0 and 3 on the season after falling to the Tennessee Titans 24 to 22. Aaron Rodgers is thrown to the ghost of Randall Cobb. Uh, the Lizard King, Alan Lazard, who's barfing after his touchdown. Um, Romeo Dobbs, who had a hell of a game, but he's a rookie. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is out there thrown to these bunch of who's. And Devontae Adams and the uh, Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders moved to 0-3 in the season when the Packers are 2-1. and Let's see here. Devontae Adams has not done much since week one. Five catches for 36 yards and a touchdown for Devontae Adams, but in a loss. The Raiders... Oh, and three. Wow. And how about the undefeateds right now, Rowdy? The Miami Dolphins? Undefeated in the league? Did you watch? Did you catch any of that game? Any highlights of that or anything? They beat the Bills 21-19? No, the, I didn't really watch that game at all, but I did see the highlight of Tua falling over because of his, they're saying it's back spasms, and now the NFL has to look into it because they say he, he might have had a concussion. Yeah. I know he likes that. You know, he got bonked in the head, and then you have oh yeah, and the butt punt by the way in that Dolphins game, the butt punt. The Dolphins are undefeated three and zero, and the only other team will have to celebrate or he can when he gets in here. Fly Eagles fly, one young Ben Kenny's team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now not so fast. The New York Giants can improve to three and zero this. Uh, That's true for tonight. The Giants, if, if they can beat the Cowboys, yeah, at home or at MetLife Stadium, the Giants get the Dallas Cowboys, uh, fronted by Cooper Rush, and they can also—I can't believe I'm saying this—could also move to three and zero. The Giants. Um, real quick out of the NFL, Rowdy Dan Orvlosky, uh, he can celebrate because what what is he most known for? Running out of the back of the end zone. What happened with uh, the handsome Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday uh, with the 49ers? Did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh, he I ran out of the back ran... of the end zone. Yeah. I fell asleep super early oh, last yeah. night. Uh, Jimmy, sorry, I thought you uh, saw that. Jimmy G ran out of the back of the end zone. Dan Orvlosky now tweeted out. He goes, finally, freedom. I can breathe a sigh, uh, breathe a sigh of relief. As Russell Wilson and the Broncos, Russ, he still ain't cooking. They beat the Niners 11-10. to 10, And Jimmy G indeed stepped out of the Back in the end zone. Uh, craziness out of the NFL uh, over the NFL Sunday. And then we have one more game tonight. As Rowdy did say, the Giants could move to 3-0 and uh, when they take on the Dallas Cowboys here uh, tonight. But we'll get into the Packers. A lot of comments from Rodgers. We'll talk and celebrate this defense, uh, see if we do have some concerns. Uh, Rowdy and I have talked about it a lot. Uh, we don't think this offense is really going to be humming until you know halfway through this NFL season. You've seen, you've seen peaks of it. You've seen little fleeting moments. Little glimpses of an offense that could uh, be a juggernaut. You just haven't seen a complete. Hell, we even seen a complete half. What maybe a complete quarter? We've seen each game for this offense for the Green Bay Packers. All righty, we'll table that for a second. Just just to dip the toe. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and do one good segment, one bad segment, one good segment, one bad segment. Bad not being what we're doing. Bad like what we're gonna be talking about. And that would be. You know where I'm going with this? Uh, the Badgers. Yeah, B A D. The Badgers, they got annihilated by the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm surprised they got to 21. 52 to 21. They got their uh, a mud hole stomped in their ass and then walked dry by the Buckeyes. I was, I think, the closest one in our zone predictions. Yeah, I always do it every week. No matter who they play, I call for the Badgers to win. Boy, was I off. I got one score right. I said the Badgers would win 24-21. to 21. Well, the 
Badgers got the 21, but the Ohio State Buckeyes 52. What did you say again? I said that the Ohio State team was going to absolutely smoke the Badgers. Yeah. I gave out my prediction of 45 to 21. Sorry, I didn't. I should have gave the Buckeyes another touchdown. <laughs> should have spotted them. Uh, in fact, they could have. Couldn't they have scored another touchdown? The Buckeyes at the end of that game. I think they could have scored five more touchdowns yes. if they wanted to. That's a good point. Um, it's the have and the have-nots, and Wisconsin is clearly in the have-nots because they got just throttled Saturday at Columbus. It was it was over before it even started. Remember, Jesus, we were at Pooley's, and we were sitting there saying, hey, if the Badgers get down, what is the maximum number of points that they could get down and still have an opportunity to maybe win this game? And the three of us that were there kind of came to the agreement. It was probably 10 to 14 points. Yeah. I think they were down 14 points in about the first five minutes. Yeah. Turns out we should have said the most maximum amount of points to get down would be probably three. A, a field goal. They got annihilated. I don't even. The, when We have time to get into this today. I just. We can't start right now as we get the commercial break creeping on us. But my God. C.J. Stroud versus Graham Mertz, it's not even a comparison. Uh, just about everyone on that field from Ohio State versus the Badgers, it's not even a comparison. It's it's bad. It's brutal. The, the Wisconsin Badgers are going one way, and it's not up. I mean, you couple that with their loss to, who Rowdy just mentioned a little bit ago, Washington State, and you look how they just got absolutely manhandled by the Buckeyes. It's It's bad, folks. It's not good. We're, it's not good, Rowdy. I actually feel no different about this team than I did from Friday to Monday. Feel the same. I feel worse. Just, you know, I'm the eternal optimist, but after Saturday, it's, I don't know how you can even be optimistic about it anymore. This, this Badger team has been going one direction for the past couple of years. And it's, it was more evidence Saturday against the Buckeyes. It's just brutal, dude. But. We do celebrate our Green Bay Packers. Also, instead of two and a half games behind the Phillies for the wild card, the Brewers are a game and a half now behind the Phillies for the final wild card spot. And they come home for the final, what, nine, is it nine games of the season? That's all at home. Yep. Starting Tuesday with the Cardinals. A little off day today. Took three or four from the Reds. Yesterday, a little disappointed. Three or four from the Reds, though. A little reset day. A little maple syrup in the hair. Monday, and then it's go time. Nine games at home, starting the Cardinals, two games set tomorrow. Uh, speaking of phenomenal, well, the Packers offense to start the game, and then kind of fizzled. Romeo Dobbs, how about that cat? Damn. I'll see from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talks about the good start. Whoa, whoa. My bad. I still had some Steely Dan playing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talks about starting good offensively, and then kind of... Struggling after that. Take a listen. We had three really good drives before the turnover. Then they tightened up a little bit. They went to some more man coverage, and we had a lot of penalties and just missed a couple opportunities. The turnovers, penalties, Rowdy, and you can pinpoint. Now, the Aaron Jones fumble, that was a big turning point early in the game. But eventually, if you're all professionals, which they are, and you know how to uh, maybe, I don't know, deviate from the game plan and kind of change like the Buccaneers did, but Matt LaFleur kind of just plagues him a little bit. You can only use the Aaron Jones fumble for the shift of momentum for so long because it was early in the game. There's still halftime and then the second part of the game, Rowdy. How long can you say it? Well, that Aaron Jones thing really fumble really turned the momentum. You got to be able to adjust. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but like you said, it, it definitely did change everything, especially offensively with that fumble yeah. because they were – they're humming. pretty efficient and moving the football up and down the field. Now there wasn't a ton of possessions in that first half, but yeah, they were pretty efficient moving the football up and down the field, going down, scoring. They Surgical. looked pretty good. And then all of a sudden that fumble happened and like, all right, like get it together. That, after that, it was pretty bad. It was. I mean, turnovers, penalties. You're just like four and out. All right. Here's Rogers more on, um, uh, on the win. Feels good, for sure. Could be some tiebreaker stuff down the line when you beat a team like this, but it's just week three. 
There's, uh, I think, what the Bears won and uh, Vikings won. So there's three two and one teams in the NFC North. That's the focus, but big win for us. Got to handle their business, get that NFC North, keep trucking. Now the Bears beat the Texans, a crazy game, 23-20. And the Vikings came t- back, what, 10 down? Not much time left in the fourth and beat the friggin' Detroit Lions. Well, And we've been saying it. In the NFL, you don't apologize for winning because it's not about style points. You're not trying to be one of the top couple teams in the country so you hopefully make the college football playoff. Correct. Especially when I think a lot of people would agree that there's already biases in college football, whether you play in the SEC or if you're a blue blood or not. In the NFL, it's strictly based off of record. And if you're one of the better teams, you will be in the playoffs and have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. So clearly, they're not going to apologize for a win. Was it their prettiest game? No. No. Was it their prettiest game, arguably, for a half? Yeah, I think the first half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was probably the best half of football they've played. Um, So I guess, what, they didn't play a single good quarter against the Vikings? No. They played, what, maybe one or two against the Bears? Yeah. But they really, they jumped out there in the second quarter and obliterated the Bears. So you'd say, we'll just say for... One quarter. Yeah, sake of argument, one good quarter against the Bears. Now against a Buccaneers team that this is the best defense you've seen all, all year. Yep. They played two good quarters. Again, they're growing. It wasn't pretty in the second half. It was not. I don't think anyone would claim it was, but it's a win. And at the end of the day, how much differently do you feel about this Packers team right now being two and one? Looking at the upcoming schedule with the New England Patriots coming up and Mac Jones suffering a high ankle sprain probably isn't going to be playing. How about this? The Packers being two and one. Let's ask uh, number twelve himself. You would have said in the off season we'd be two and one after three with these two tough road games. I'd say that's probably pretty good, you know, considering that you would expect Minnesota and, and Tampa Bay to be in the top seven teams at the end of the season. So I feel good about that. Feeling good. And that's kind of what I was getting at. Say they found a way to lose this game. You're one and two where you got absolutely embarrassed in Minnesota. Yeah. You beat a crappy Bears team, but it kind of got nerve wracking at the end because of the was it a touchdown? Wasn't it a touchdown? Mm-hmm. And then you would have, say, lost this game. I think that's a lot different feeling if you lose 14 yeah. to 12 than if you win 14 to 12 because we're probably hitting the panic button going. Man, I mean, I know they look good for two more quarters, but they can't even put a real a real game together. They got two losses already, and they didn't even look that great against the Bears. But instead, you're two and one. Yep. Now you have some of the things falling into place, like Brian Hoyer, probably going to be the quarterback for the New England Patriots yep. next week. As Mac Jones high ankle sprain, but on what happened on the Buccaneers, look how they did it, exercising the demons. I can't stress this enough today. Cheeseheads always complain about this. You can't win in the state of Florida. Well, they just went to the state of Florida and won. Oh, Tom Brady, he's he's the boogeyman. He always got the refs in his pocket. Well, you beat Tom Brady and you beat the refs, who so gifted Tom Brady uh, a delay a game, also some other things that have happened. Well, you know, the Packers never have a defense. Well, look what happened. The Packers defense winning the game. Well, the special teams always stinks. Well, look what happened. The special teams was great. Here's Aaron Rodgers on exercising the demons with defense and special teams. To have Pat punt the way that he punted and then Ford, you know, be around the ball almost every time. Keyshawn to catch the ball on the one-yard line. Onside kick recovery. Kind of a phantom. It looked like uh, running to the kicker penalty. But And to have a special teams is bare minimum breaking even. And today, I feel like we actually won the advantage. That uh, That's nice. It is nice. Also, what is nice uh, is beating Tom Brady, right? Here's Rodgers on that. I have a ton of respect for him. He's been a trailblazer at the position for a long time. I'm thankful to be in a conversation with uh, some all-time greats in this generation. I feel like I'm in that conversation, and it's been a lot of fun competing against Tom over the years, and it's always nice coming out on top because it hasn't happened that many times. It's got to feel good. I think another thing, because we're, we're talking about how it does feel good. we think that this team will continue to improve, especially with a lot of the young players. The offense, I would say, kind of like uh, when you were talking about Graham Mertz earlier, the first three, it was like you're seeing little steps of getting better and better. Same thing with this offense. But then all of a sudden he ran into Ohio State and you're back to reality. But if you look at a, this upcoming schedule for the Packers, you play at home against New England, who's probably going to be without their starting quarterback. Yeah, That's a huge plus for the Packers. Then you get at home 
the New York Giants, who he could be three and zero. They could tonight. be three and zero after tonight. But you would say that's clearly the most fraudulent, undefeated team. Yeah, they're frauds. They are. The, the, they're the Giants. They stink. They're not a great team, but they've won both their games. Correct. Then you get the Jets. I don't think anyone's going to confuse the Jets with a good team. Then you're on the road against the Commanders. They say, are terrible. I would I would wow, say they feel pretty strongly that this Green Bay Packers team sitting at two and one after their next four games could easily be six and one or five and two. And for a team that in the middle of its schedule right here, weeks what, four through seven? Yeah. That's a nice little easier patch on paper for this team to continue to grow and, and for these young receivers Ooh. to continue to get better the king, and, and play well. The king is right, though, in that Giants game. It is in London. It is in London. Oh, it's that 8 o'clock or whatever uh, kickoff, a.m. It's in London. Blimey. Oof, but still, do you really feel no. like that's no some sort of no. huge... It's not an advantage for yeah. anyone. Exactly. It's still the Giants. It's still like, okay, yes, they're undefeated, but in yeah. reality, they're not that good. And once once the Giants game happens in London, reality will come back in. The Giants suck in America and in London. Well, they suck in two different regions. And then when we got the schedule at the beginning of the year and you were circling big games, you would say the Buffalo Bills was one that you circled. Yep. Then I think everyone knew that that would be a big game once you saw what the Bills did the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I know they lost to Miami, but that's still going to be a good team with a good quarterback, a good coach, a good roster. Yep. You are giving these young guys another four weeks of, again, on paper, softer games to continue to get better and better. All I'm saying is it's going to be about Halloween time, by the time the Packers really have another tough game, this team could all of a sudden maybe start to be coming into its own by Halloween. Yeah. I think it's setting up pretty nice for the Packers to be five and two, six and one, setting up with a matchup with Buffalo and a team that's only going to continue to grow and get better. Yeah. Hopefully... The look defense at Buffalo. continues to play this yeah. well. And look at Buffalo kind of stumbled a little bit. They just lost to the Dolphins. They looked pretty putrid. Uh, Kevin Dorsey, their OC, was. did you see that video of him losing his yes. mind in the booth? Or Man. Josh Allen completely missing a wide-open guy on yeah. at the two-point conversion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Bill, everyone's like, oh, the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl this year. The Bills are going to, like, okay, they look good for the first two games, but it's early. Uh, NFL seasons, man, that's a lot of crazy things can happen, uh, especially how long this season is. The Bills, yeah, they're the chic pick, but... It's week three. They just lost to the Dolphins. Could they get it back around? Sure. But yeah, let's, let's just pull well, the I mean, The Packers are growing. And you look at, look, just because we were talking about the schedule, okay, the next four games, pretty soft on paper. Then you have that Buffalo game, Detroit. But Dallas is nowhere near as good as what everyone thought they were, especially with Dak being down, like, right? Cooper Rush, though, 2-0 as a starting quarterback. Tennessee was a team that's been a playoff team that, they don't look very good. And then, yes, the Eagles look better than probably what a lot of people figured, but then it's the Bears. Rams haven't played well. You're at Miami, and then you're two uh, interdivision teams in Minnesota and Detroit. I'm saying it's the schedule's looking a lot better for the Packers as they move forward. Yes, sir, no doubt. Especially when we feel like the Packers will continue to get better. Yep. All right, we're going to hear from... Aaron uh, Rodgers still makes it all work. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. Dude, dude rules. All right, we'll uh, take a little step back here. Here from Packers head coach Matt Lefleur, coming up here. Uh, what did, who, did Dave? What did Dave? Did someone call? What did he call him this morning? Lafraud? No, someone else called him Lafraud. No, I, that was what I was. Saying. Yeah, La uh, Dud. No, La Dud. No, it had an F to it. God, La Fluke, La Flunk. Yeah, La Flunk, La Flunk. That's what it was. Away from La Fleur, Mr. Eyebrows himself. Cut him next, Matt Lefleur. Mr. Eyebrows himself on the podium after the Packers win over the uh, Buccaneers. A lot of complimentary things to say, especially on the defensive side of things, and rightfully so. I mean, that defense was just swinging. Big old D. So let's uh, let's get to Mr. Eyebrows here talking about how that defense came up. Yeah. One thing we always talk to our guys about is just how do you respond when adversity strikes? And I thought specifically our defense 
to, you know, allow a touchdown there in the two-minute drive and, you know, just to kind of reset themselves and play that final play. You know, I, I just loved how we responded. I think it was a gritty team win. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, PTSD as a Packers fan, thinking the defense is going to disappoint you week in and week out, especially in a, a guy like Tom Brady, you know, with that two-point conversion, that big swat of the ball. When the offense continued to stall, when it was like they had the opportunity to really put Tampa Bay away, because you imagine Aaron Jones doesn't fumble. They go in and score. It's 21 to three. Yeah, you're just cruising. Exactly. You put it on cruise control. You feel really good. Momentum is clearly on your side. Well, the fumble happens, and then they kind of, what, swap turnovers, and no one's really doing a ton. But then at the end of the game, Tampa Bay – kicks another field goal, goes in there, scores a touchdown at the end. You're sitting there saying, well, this is Tom Brady. This is Tampa Bay. This is prevent defense. We've seen these stories before with Green Bay and with Tom Brady. It's like his Dom Capers there. All I could could think of was basically Tom Brady was going to go down there and store because all, all of a sudden that Defense was playing yeah. prevent defense, letting him do whatever he wanted. And it's Tom Brady. We've seen him do it time and time again. They're going to go down there and score. They'd get the two-point conversion, and they'd find a way to beat the Packers in overtime. That's instantly yeah. what I started thinking. It's Tom Brady. It's the boogeyman. But instead, as the floor talks about, a lot of veterans, offense and defense, stepped up. Keyshawn Nixon with Jair going out so early. I thought he battled. He competed not only defensively, but created that big-time force fumble, but also on, on teams. I thought... Pat O'Donnell was huge today, just kind of flipping the field position quite a bit. You know, you could see Keyshawn running down, Rudy Ford running down. And uh, more from the floor on it. It was just great to see David back in the lineup. How about Randall Cobb making some big-time plays, and the guy didn't practice all week. He was he was sick all week. So it was it was uh, a great win for us. Obviously, there's there's a lot of things that we need to clean up, but I think anytime you, you hold a team like that to 12 points, you got a chance at winning. Yeah, totally. And um, LaFleur, that defense, very complimentary and rightfully so. Off to a 2-1 and one start. Got to be nice. you got to kind of erase your mind each week and whether you win or lose and continue to focus on our process and, and how we do things and making sure that we're putting our guys in the best position possible, making sure our guys are continuing to learn from both their successes and failures, and that's just the mindset we have so right now it feels good to win that's what i'll tell you you have randall cobb who was sick all week in practice you have sammy Watkins, who's now in the ir for four weeks with a hamstring you have christian watson also hamstring injury who's not playing you have i mean who the hell's even out there the ghost of randall cobb who was sick we're just talking about and then someone stepped up romeo dobbs eight receptions toddy more opportunity and we knew that we were going to have to give him some more ops, and he took advantage of those. And I think you guys can all see his acceleration, his strong hands. And, you know, Aaron was giving him some good balls, and he was taking advantage of it. Certainly, I thought, you know, for the most part, the protection was pretty good, and he took advantage of the opportunity. How about on the broadcast with Greg Olson and <laughs> him saying how they sat down with LaFleur during that week? And how Lafleur was complimenting him and comparing him to Devontae Adams, yeah. saying he's not Devontae Adams, but, but but he is. Yeah, it was awesome. They're laughing about that. Um, we'll have comments from David Bakhtiari coming up. Yeah, I'd say there was a lot of break in that second half. Like they pretty much rode the break. Yeah, there's there's no gas all break in the second half. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Matt LaFleur, you know, addressing about that, though. He said you just find ways to win football games. Every team is going to face adversity throughout the course of the season, and it really doesn't matter. Nobody really cares. It's about finding ways to win a game, and I was proud that we did that tonight. And it's never easy. I told our guys we'll never apologize for winning. You just got to find yeah. a way, and we did, and we'll enjoy it for a couple hours here, and then, you know, it's on to the New England Patriots. On to Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll say you're channeling your inner <laughs> Bill Belichick there, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, 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 on to Cincinnati. On to New England. The Patriots and Brian Hoyer. Mac Jones with a high ankle sprain that's looking like. Yeah, he had to get carried off the field and he was screaming. Brian Hoyer. The Packers once wanted him years ago. Didn't work. He went actually, I think, back to the... Patriots. He did. Yeah. But that was also the second go around with Aaron Rodgers collarbone, correct? Yeah, yeah. And they ended up settling with uh, Hunley, correct? Yeah. Brett Hunley. I think, you know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. Brian Hoyer would have been a better option. I 
Yeah, I agree. Not that he's some miracle worker, but he he would not describe his performance as this. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. Brother said statistically okay. What a great sound clip, it's, though. That's an all timer. Uh, speaking of uh, all time, I mean, he was being honest. Yeah, that's the most honest I ever heard someone respectfully say that they sucked. A team that once prided themselves on defense in the collegiate ranks, your Wisconsin Badgers, uh, they just gave up 52 points to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, with that, we say good morning to our guy, RJ. Man, you bring me in such a... I mean, you're with the Badgers for four or five years, right, RJ? Yeah, I got out. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, hey, when you were there, the when you got there, RJ, the Badgers were trending up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And yeah. now... Since your departure, I mean, they still were turning up after your departure, but now, down, down, down. Baby, are you down, been, down, 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 down? It's been going down, down since my departure, really. That was tough. <laughs> Technically. That was tough. Yeah, I mean, that's... When was that game over, Rowdy? Two minutes in? No. Oh, three? It, yeah. And then okay, uh, three Extremely over, about nine minutes left in the first quarter, when it was 21 to nothing. So, I was at a wedding, so I, you know... <sighs> yeah. With three and a half minutes left, it was 21 rip. So I remember looking at the the, the game started, 0-0. I was like, all right, about a minute in. Like, okay, nothing too bad's happened yet. And then what happens? I check my phone about five minutes later because I was doing pictures. I look at my phone. I go, oh, my God, it's 21 to nothing. It, it's the one thing we talked about couldn't happen. Turnovers, giving Ohio State a short field, got them to 14 nothing <laughs> after. God. Uh, and then punting with... Down twenty one nothing in the first quarter. You punted uh, fourth and two when Braylon Allen was picking up like two. He was like at four or five yards of carry at that point still in his limited carries. And then my favorite part was the amount of people who got so upset at the wrinkle being the wildcat. What? Where, Dave from where, where I, did I texted Dave by the way that night? Dave? Where did your new offensive coordinator come from? Where'd he come from? What do you mean? Like being rhetorical? Where, the NFL? No, yeah, but where? What team did he come from? Come from the Ravens? Who the heck's their quarterback? <laughs> Lamar Jackson? A guy who everybody but one team wanted to turn into a running back. <laughs> yeah. But he can throw the ball. <laughs> yes, he and can. you're Is upset it, the and, best quarterback and disturbed by the wrinkle that you saw for the first time? This is our new wrinkle? Wildcat? Right. I'm but, more my big question was. Where, where the heck was Ches Malusi? This just dawned on me. More evidence that everyone listens to the show. As Dave from Monona. <laughs> for, for years. As years has called for the use of the Wildcat in the NFL. The Badgers get a new offensive coordinator. And what happens? Wildcat. He must listen to the show. I had to he must be a big right Dave from Monona fan. That, right when I saw that, I had to message Dave and go, you'll never believe this. They just ran Wildcat. See, I told you I knew what I'm talking about. Bobby Ingram, a big didn't fan work. of Dave from Monona. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't work. <laughs> Man, unbelievable. But how about the fact that this Wisconsin Badgers defense could not stop the Ohio State offense no. at all, whether that be C.J. Stroud or either running back. Or just on top of that, they didn't even have their best receiver. No. no. Ohio State's best receiver didn't play. Well, and the whole game, <laughs> all you heard was Herb Street and Fowler being like, well, and their best receiver's out. The other top three guys are all five stars. They're all Heisman candidates. Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Yeah, here's uh, here's Graham Mertz. 11 of 20, 94 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Is he trending up? No. Here's yeah. No, I mean, he was for a bit. Here's C.J. Stroud. I got to make sure. I got to ask. I got to make sure what young Ben Kenny thinks because he's been talking Graham Mertz up for the first three games against all three teams that should have been beaten. Here's who's trending up for a Wisconsin quarterback: Braylon Allen, one for one, ten yards. Quarterback rating: eighty-eight point one. Nice. Graham Mertz, 11 of 20, 94 yards, one touchdown, one pick, a quarterback rating, 15.4. You look at C.J. Stroud, 17 of 27, 281 yards, five touchdowns, and of course the pick. I don't think there was one single thing in this game that the Wisconsin Badgers did better than Ohio State other than maybe punting. Their running back, the Badgers running back, Rowdy, more yards and also completed a pass. There's one thing that's better. 
I think I would have taken Ohio State's <laughs> running backs. Uh, Braylon Allen, I'm trying to find the positives here. 165 yards to Henderson and Williams, both having 121 and 101. But, um, yeah, Williams had two touchdowns. And your normal, reliable punter all of a sudden started shanking him. It just looked like, again, Wisconsin, like the Washington State game, like Wisconsin wasn't ready. Like, I, I get it. Like, you're at 100,000 fans. It's not even fans. they weren't ready. They, like, there's they no energy. Ohio State wanted to be there. There's it no energy. Matter. Ohio State is just that much better. There's no energy. Yeah. Like, they're scared, didn't want to be there, not prepared by the coaching staff. Like, I jokingly said prisoned. that I jokingly say the Badgers might have done only one thing better, and that was punt. I don't even think I can mm-hmm. say that. Ohio State is just better at every single position. Yeah. Oh, they, but, they literally were. Uh, a question here from my guy, Lit Bucky. Do you blame poor recruiting um, with the signing of Graham Mertz, or do we blame bad coaching when the Mertz got there? You can't blame poor recruiting. Mertz is the highest-rated quarterback the Wisconsin Badgers have ever gotten, ever recruited. Mm-hmm. Like We all complained about, you need to go get a better recruit. you got to go recruit harder. And what do they do? They do it. It's the highest-rated quarterback Wisconsin's ever had. And now look at it. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, you, you can't fault the recruiting staff for going out there and recruiting the highest-rated well, quarterback Wisconsin, ever. Wisconsin has been since, what, 2017, 2018. They've been recruiting at a higher level than they were before that. And that's one thing that Paul Christ has given them a bump in. But also, you have to remember, there's two teams here. Yeah. Ohio State's recruiting has only went up, too. They've, they have become like an Alabama and a Georgia. They are one of the top five teams every single year when it comes to recruiting. Ryan Day has actually recruited at a higher level than what Urban Meyer was doing. Urban Meyer, Meyer won a national championship. Yeah. So not ha- not only has Wisconsin elevated their recruiting, but so has Ohio State. So it's not like they, they're gaining any ground on them. No. Now, if you look at the recruits just nationwide for the Big Ten, they're not gaining any ground on Ohio State, even though they've raised their recruiting. Mm-hmm. They're really not gaining any ground on the Michigans or Penn States, even though, again, Wisconsin has raised their recruiting. It's basically they've just done better against a lot of the other teams. Yeah. Those three big heavyweight blue bloods, whatever you want to call them, are still continuing to out-recruit Wisconsin, even since Wisconsin got that bump. Yeah. yeah. Murder was the case at the horseshoe. Stop. He's already dead. (laughs) The Wisconsin Badgers on Saturday looked like they'd never even gone on the bus from Madison or the plane. I saw pictures, though. They showed him getting on the plane. They didn't look ready. They didn't look up to the challenge. They didn't look prepared. And then they got obliterated. I mean, the game was over, what, halfway through the first quarter? Not even. Rowdy, when was that game over? It was 21 to 9, nine minutes into, or with nine minutes left in the first, or 21 to nothing. Nothing. Nine minutes, with nine minutes left in the first quarter. Murder was the case. I just have to say one thing. Good news. For everyone that said I was negative and I was down and that I had no. No faith in the Badgers. I've been waiting for this. I no more. Freaking told you so. The band? They got oh, smoked. Right. They got obliterated. They got prisoned. They got whatever <laughs> you want to call it. They got their asses kicked because they're just not as good as Ohio State at pretty much every single position. They got. Yeah, I mean, we need like a like an ad like a Mad Libs today. Wisconsin Badgers blank blank. Mm, blank. I wouldn't because you probably need the dump button for that. Oh yeah, that's true. Because there's people who can't. They got beat on every single level. (laughs) Tell tell me somewhere in that game where they didn't get beat. Their running backs did not have a pass. Braylon Allen completed one pass. Valid for ten yards, one for one. Or that's like, (laughs) oh well, I'll take Braylon. I'd still take the two Ohio State running backs that ran for combined. You asked, you asked where Braylon Allen completed a pass. Their running backs completed zero passes. Yep. There you go. There it is. And I'll take the end result every day. Well, Graham Mertz, for the, for the people that thought that he it's was continuing sarcasm. to get better and better and this would be his moment, LOL. 
Yeah, Graham Mertz, it's the have and the have-nots, and the Badgers clearly in the have-nots. It was they, alarming. They couldn't stop C.J. Stroud. They were up for the They challenge. couldn't stop either running back. And Ohio State did this with guys out. They did this with their best receiver out, and they still were explosive. The Badgers still couldn't contain them. They gave up 50-plus points. It's, yeah, it's terrible. I was looking at the, uh, well, obviously, you got to look at social media, see what the people are saying. It's not good. A lot of people say, "How? what a breath of fresh air it is to watch some a new age, essentially, college football offensive plan and defense, and then to watch the Badgers who are stuck in the Stone Age uh, doing absolutely nothing, and a lot of people are on the same vibe. Nothing will change until Paul Chris is gone. I will say this, though. The Buckeyes aren't running a great offense. They have... Their their offense is much like the offense the Badgers run. They just have better players at every position. Oh, let's see here. I'm going to find some of these well, reactions here. I'll, I'll just say this. I look at this team no differently than I look at this team going into that game. If I'm being completely honest. Because I would have figured that they would have been 3-0, and right? Heading into Columbus. I would have, before the season started, said that they would have got smeared in, in Columbus. The one thing that has changed is that they lost to Washington State. And that, I've seen, I, I feel Oregon worse about the game. Badgers. Like, my heart of hearts, Rowdy. I know yeah, but we lose. already knew that they had lost to Washington State. So at the beginning of the year, yeah, I'm looking at it like this looks worse than what we figured at the beginning of the year. But after that Washington State loss, did you really think they'd be 3-1 and no. one after the first it, four games? In no, my heart they're 2-2. Two two. In my heart of hearts, they're losing that game against Ohio State. It's, you just, it's, fun, to, <laughs> it's fun to play the uh, highly optimistic, like, I'm not going to tell you why, but they're going to win, the gut feeling stuff. It's fun to go that route. But at the end of the day, everyone knew in their heart of hearts you were going to lose. But how they lost, because there's been times against Ohio State where, remember, they were winning at halftime in the Big Ten Championship game. There were times when they were able to keep it close against Ohio State. That was just an ass-whooping of biblical proportions. The game was over halfway through the first quarter. Oh, I mean, it was better than 59 to nothing. Though. It's terrible. It's awful. Well, this, is, this was the difference between 2022 and 2019. Clearly, there's a lot more NFL talent on the Ohio State team than there is on the Wisconsin team. It's clear as day. It's Ryan Day. They couldn't do anything to Ohio State, really. No, nothing. Especially once you got down by multiple scores that quick. If you were going to run with Braylon Allen, you had to keep it close, especially right away. But you got behind so fast, you all of a sudden had to kind of move, try to move the football by throwing it's it. Done, you couldn't necessarily run the football the way you probably wanted to and to, to quote-unquote grind out the game. Getting down that fast completely changed how you had to go about playing, and you had to completely change your game plan before the end of the first quarter. It's terrible. Let's sound off. You had no chance. Sound off. Line one, good morning. This is Pete from Anona. Hey, Pete, what's up, dude? Uh, first of all, I, I just want Ebo. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I think you're a really nice guy and a Thank and you. a really good talk show host. Thank you, Pete. I appreciate um, that. When you make a prediction, I, I can't take you seriously Pete, anymore. Pete, you, you, you know, mean, you know, this is what I do. It's the shtick. It's it's what I do, Pete. Oh, okay. I've never once uh, not picked the Badgers to win a game. Oh. Okay. In, in my years uh, doing this, never, never once. RJ, can you verify? Yeah, he's always picked them. It's my it's my well, one it's my it's my kryptonite, Pete. Picking the Badgers to win. It's my kryptonite. We all can't be perfect. And he always does preface it with, "I know they're probably going to lose, but I can't pick against them." Pete, we all the good Lord can't let me be perfect. Otherwise, I'd rule the world too much. Therefore, my kryptonite's the Badgers. Uh, as as far as as uh, <coughs> uh, Coach Christ, it, it, it's inevitable now. You know, I mean, he he's he's on the the watch list. Everybody has to see that he's just incompetent, and not only not only is he not a very good recruiter, which by the way, uh, fat boy at Illinois was. He may <laughs> he may have uh, you know drank too much and and, and chased much. after coeds and got kicked out of bars, but he was a really good recruiter. And he had a clean program, but this guy is a lousy, is a lousy recruiter. I don't care what Ben Kenny says, and he's not a very good coach. So, uh, you know, we were getting by on uh, playing uh, the the West schedule and uh, playing New Mexico State three times a year, but that's not even doing it anymore. 
And I'm telling you that this team, the the reason why it's inevitable that he's, you know, he's on his way out is because we're headed toward uh, Indiana football and Purdue football. Ooh. That's that's what the kind of record that we're going to be having. So if they want anybody to, you know, buy all those uh, fancy seats in the end zone, they're, <laughs> they're going to have to get better. Yeah. And and in college football, it's all recruiting. Those those great college football coaches look at what they do when they go to the pros. They all you know they all bust out. It's recruiting. So unless they recruit faster players, and that means you can't recruit from around here because we don't have a lot, then then you know we're going down the swirly. And, and personally. <laughs> Personally, you know, I'm, I mean, uh, Wisconsin fans and, and now Packer fans, which is, which is amazing. And Brewer fans, you're, you're all happy with uh, missionary position sex with a condom. So that's why (laughs) you get what you get. (laughs) Not me, Pete. Not me. Not up in here. Not up in here. Oh, one other thing though, on a positive note. Yeah. No condoms. Positive note. In the second half, I I thought that the team actually got more out of uh, uh, being beaten up by a good team and and playing, you know, playing hard. They didn't quit. They got more, way more out of that than they did by uh, uh, scheduling these stiffs to to pump up their record every year. I was, I was, that was the one thing I was impressed with is that, you know, they didn't give up and, and they kept playing. And, and, and uh, after that long touchdown that the run that the Badgers got, the the guys on the Ohio state uh, bench, they showed a reaction shot. They were, they, you know, they were kind of, they look kind of, you know, they, they weren't real happy about that. So I'll give the team kudos for that, but their management, yeah. It is awful. Pete, much love. And I, I feel the same about you. I think you're a great caller. Uh, you know, the, your one kryptonite, Pete, what I'd say would be uh, uh, not coming after Ben and Rowdy enough, right? Well, why would I go after them? Because it entertains I mean, me. You know, it entertains huh? me. It's, it entertains me. It entertains me. me. Well, I don't want to. Well, I mean. Personally, it entertains it, me, Pete, so. Ben, ben is. Come oh, after Ben. Ben's going to be here like, later. If you, come after Ben this week. i give you a green light, okay? No, Ben is, ben is like Annie. I mean, and, you know. And I, See, and, this is what I like. And, this is what I like. This is what I like. But, 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 but Nelson's okay. Yeah, he's good you stuff. Know. Hey. I mean, I mean, we'll end there. I don't know. I know. We'll, end there, we'll end there, Pete. Nelson's okay. Nelson's okay. Well, I'm not going to pick. I'm not. Gonna, Save, know, it I mean, Save it for Ben. Save it for Ben. He'll be in here later, who, okay? Who's going to pick on Annie? Hopefully you coming up. Pete, we love well, you. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, you know, I leave that up to uh, for Dave from Anona. Okay, we love you, Pete. See you, buddy. The team laid a complete egg and got demolished at every level. Not only could they not stop Ohio State uh, on the ground, through the air, they couldn't consistently move the ball. They couldn't even punt. So there's one single part of this game you look at and feel good about. Maybe Braylon Allen, but that isn't that important right now. But the story to me isn't the fact that Merch struggled or the offense wasn't great because they got down early. They had to play catch up. That was never how Wisconsin was going to have a chance to win. The story is the fact that a defense we hope can actually be dominant and help out the offense had zero tackles for loss. Ohio State averaged somewhat near 10 yards a play when they were trying. They scored at will. They moved the ball at will. And the biggest, the the linebacker play, they were completely lost. They couldn't tackle. There wasn't one single thing on the defense except for a John Torchio interception that was good. So I look at the offense. What went wrong? Everything. Yes. And I think the offense going forward when they're not forced to try to score quick, it'll be better. But they play bad. I'm not going to say I feel good about it at all. The biggest glaring thing from this game is I, I think it's fair to say right now that defense sucks. The, the whole team sucks. It'll be better when you're not playing a national title contender on the road at night. But, but that's what's so disheartening about it all. Like, I understand that it's the huge gap, but doesn't every program strive to get up to that level? And then you see just how far you have to go still. And it's just disheartening. I mean, there are only... Are you still even in contention for the West? Yes, 100%. You have just one loss. I know, but look, moving forward... It was going to be a loss anyway. Yeah, that's why I told Ebo this morning, I actually feel no different about this team after that game. I feel worse about it. I I didn't anticipate Graham Mertz to be some great stud like he he was going to have an Illinois game. 
I didn't think the Wisconsin defense could shut down this Ohio State offense. I said it all week. Ohio State was going to kick their ass. That's what happened. I see this team no differently. They'll compete in the West, and maybe it'll be a Minnesota team that wins the West. I was going to say, the Minnesota maybe, looks good. But Minnesota yeah. is really good. They are going to be competing with those type of teams, and now it's can you win the West? They're, the thing, how I was saying, I got a bad taste in my mouth with the Washington State loss because you anticipated it to be 3-1, and one after Ohio state, but this game itself doesn't change my opinion on the Badgers. This I feel worse about easy it to it. see Easily. it Easily does for me for it. a couple of reasons. Wisconsin is going to play more phone booth football games going forward, which will help. They're not going to be faced with what Ohio state was doing they were playing fast. They were airing the ball out teams on the schedule that Wisconsin will play. Won't do that. You couldn't How- even take one punch from Ohio state. Exactly. I mean, that's why I feel worse about it. You, you, you look unprepared, uh, coaching not there, just not ready for the moment. You couldn't even take a jab from Ohio State. You were knocked out immediately. The front seven, the defensive front seven, got absolutely embarrassed. They, they didn't have a single tackle for loss. And even when they got Ohio State to maybe one third down in the first half, Jordan Turner whiffs on a tackle. The reason I feel worse about this team is because linebacker play, which has been so good for the last six to seven years, laid one of the biggest eggs I've ever seen that group lie from this school. So going forward, I even if the offense plays well and even if they're able to you know, battle it out inside with Iowa or Minnesota or Purdue or whoever, I, this defense just isn't that good. And yes, they were playing probably the most talented offensive team in the country, but they couldn't do anything right. And they can't tackle. And it's something we've seen pop up here and there. They could not tackle anybody on Saturday, and that's concerning. Is the Big Ten just really not good this year? Because I'm looking looking at the schedule, and, and I'm like, well, you know, at the beginning of the year, you're like, hey, that Ohio State game's going to be a tough one. You know, Michigan State, that's a question mark. You know, Iowa could be a question mark. Nebraska's supposed to be better this year. Minnesota could be a question mark. But I look at the schedule, and I'm like, if the Badgers can't beat Michigan State, who have had a ton of injuries and They're a bad. bunch of things fall really apart bad. on them, if they can't beat an Iowa team that might have a worse offense than some of the Madison intramural football teams, like... If they can't beat those type of teams, Nebraska is nowhere near Nebraska what sucks. some people thought North they were Western going to be. Sucks. Yeah, North- this is still a team where if they don't win nine games, it's over. They, Do you think they win nine games? If they beat Michigan State, which they have the ability to. Well, it's, it's in East Lansing. Right? I know, but that team and that defense is flat out bad. I mean, they just lost to Minnesota 34-7 to in East Lansing. And Minnesota beat them up. That's the thing. Wisconsin, usually they can pride themselves on at least winning the line of scrimmage on one side of the ball. What's who had the best who had the best offensive line in that game on Saturday? Ohio State. They had a Wisconsin offensive line. What's the one thing so far this season that Wisconsin can hang their hat on and say well, that we're good at? There's, Brandon I don't think Allen that, has run it okay. Uh, yeah, but then you look at who is against. Well, I guess you get 165 against Ohio State, but it doesn't matter. He had an explosive you beat, run. You beat Illinois State and New Mexico State. You lost to Washington State, and you got obliterated by Ohio State. Well, just like, looking what's at the positive so far this season? Looking at the schedule moving forward is the positive that a lot of other Big Ten teams aren't as good as what people thought. Illinois, and they should win the game, but it's not like it's going to be They're easy. They're only nine-point favorites. Northwestern. I'm nervous about Saturday. That's low. Northwestern, terrible. Michigan State, a lot of injuries, not nearly as good as what people thought. Purdue, I mean, people thought they were going to be better. They haven't looked that good. The best game that they played was week one, and they freaking found a way to lose it. Because they can't run. And then Iowa's offense is god-awful. Nebraska is awful. And then there's Minnesota, and Maryland is the team where... Maryland looked decent against Michigan, though. Sitting here today, I can confidently say Maryland looks good on the offensive line. They look good on the defensive line. They're explosive. I think given the way things are trending and how this defense for the Badgers is playing, I think Maryland wins that game. I'm nervous about Illinois on Saturday. No, nah, I think they'll still beat Illinois. Illinois sucks. Brad Bielema gets those guys, those guys getting going. I know, but this is a big, like, we just got embarrassed. Now we have to take out all of our anger 
on hey, that team. That loss game. could go one way or the other, though. You could be like, we got embarrassed. It's time to go take it in some anger out, or we're broken. It's true. I don't think this team will be broken given how much there's left to play for. Like we saw last year, they start off, what, one and three, one and two. It was one and three. Uh, and they still, because they had the West still there, it's hard to really go off the rails. I'm looking at See, some. I won't get upset or, or like pissed off about this Badger season in, unless they don't win nine games. And nine <laughs> games is still achievable. But you, but you, you look at their schedule. No, they, they should, uh, (laughs) they should go eight and four, nine and three, even with the loss to Washington state. Like that's very realistic with how the other teams in the big 10 have been trending. And if they can't do the nine and three, I would say it is a down season, but, but what's if, making if you feel good about it? If they can't even go 8-4... and four, It's already a down what season. What makes you feel good about the team, though? I mean, the, the not offense, that I don't... No, I'm not, not you. I'm just saying, I'm just saying in the, the general we. I just didn't think they were going think. to be that the, good. The defense stinks. The line. What's going on? Mertz. Like, I was on it, but you, you beat Illinois State and New Mexico State. I have one thing. I think you still can hang your hat on Graham Mertz. And while he did not play well, I'm done with. Mertz. I don't think he yeah, stood a chance. Listen, they were down 21 in four minutes into the game. He's old, so that means he has to pass the ball to win. Ohio State has a really good defense. I I don't think he stood a chance. He was playing without his two tackles, where he disappointed 100. percent But I don't think he really had a chance against that defense. Graham Mertz will be 22 years old before the season is over. How old is How old is Jordan Love? Tell me one Wisconsin quarterback is he ever or 24? that would be able to come back in Columbus from a 21 to nothing deficit. Jordan Zach was saying it. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Even so, Wisconsin's Yeah, but wasn't comeback. he supposed to be the next Russell Wilson? He was the highest recruited quarterback. We saw the Illinois game. That was supposed to be his ceiling and his talent. And I don't even know. Is, if are his shirts on sale yet on his website? I don't even know if he's reached his floor. I feel like he's in the cellar. That game just cannot be seen as a massive indictment on him. There's no Wisconsin biggest comeback under Christ is 14 points. As yeah. Zach said yep. last week, yep. it right. was at Purdue in 2018. They were down 21. They don't five come, minutes they're not a the team game. that can come back. How in the world is Graham Bird supposed to bring you back from that? The defense just fell flat. Uh, speaking of Zach Halpern, our sports director, we'll get him on tomorrow. Skyler Bell also dropped that pass in the end zone for um, the record. Uh, Mad- that was a drop. Yeah. That was a drop. At madcitysportszone.com, our website, uh, Zach has uh, his two-minute drill is like a little his write-up of the Wisconsin-Ohio State. What went wrong? That's the uh, the little, uh, par- like the start of the paragraph. What went wrong? Everything. The next line, the start. Yeah. The start. Wisconsin couldn't have had a worse start. So Wisconsin deferred to the second half. Maybe this is where you second-guess coaching. If you figure your defense might just get completely run over at every level by that offense, why do you not take a shot, take the ball first, and maybe you could have a big drive and score and take the air out of the stadium? Because giving that offense the ball first, I mean, it's going to sound like a broken record today, but Wisconsin's defense was embarrassed. Well, does it make sense for me saying that I'm not that – I'm not that upset because I didn't think the Badgers were going to be that great of a team this year. No, like, no. and I still see because what was the going to tell you how to what, what was the feel? win total eight and a half nine eight and a half yeah that and remember we talked about it in the year I'm like I would never touch that this looks like an eight and four nine and three type team yeah it's too and yeah. yes the Washington State game absolutely sucked and that that could anger you but looking at with how the other teams in the Big Ten look they still could win eight or nine games. And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. And then at the end of the, it might be ugly now, especially with that type of a loss to Ohio state. And it's, you know, two, two of your last three games are pretty bad looks, but by the time, kind of like last year that December rolls around, they still might have a decent record. And it's kind of like a yeah, team wasn't that great, but they won nine games. It was a eh, season they were in it in the West. Eh. I don't think if they finish nine and three, I don't think there'll be that many people yelling for Paul Chris to be fired. Like they are the last two out of three. I think a couple of in with like everything's been happening the last couple of years. Cause it, it's been a trend down. You haven't been trending up. You've been trending I, the down. The biggest thing that just should upset you is how bad the offensive line is because, and that's been a problem for the last couple of years. Their, I, I agree with you completely. Kind of a grain of salt day on Saturday. They played without their two tackles. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not saying it's any different. I'm not saying specifically just this game. I'm saying the offensive line since 2020 hasn't been a Wisconsin so, offensive line. Here's something I would love to bury today. 
because everybody who's calling for Paul Chris job and it's one of those things where you evaluate after the season. If they lose six in a row, maybe you come back to it. Yeah, he's not losses, getting the Scott Frost treatment. Yeah. Losses like this are not going to be the turning point. It's after a season you look back and see how it all played out. But everyone's saying, oh, fire Paul Chris, hire Jim Leonard. He's, did, he's, he's the same coaching staff. Did you see what the Jim Leonard defense just did on they got, Saturday? They got torched. You want that leading your program? So the whole the whole uh, react in that Well, way, now it's the like Lance it. Leopold. I mean, honestly, sitting here today, if you could tell me Lance Leopold would coach Wisconsin week one next year, I would have a hard time saying that. And there's no. this. If, if, if we can potentially resurrect him, Dave from Monona would like this. I, know, uh, I don't know if Rowdy would, but they did run the Wildcat Saturday. If you could resurrect. Bobby Engram's been waiting to show that for eight months. If you could resurrect uh, old Dolphins head coach, Tony Sperano. R.I.P. We kind of reanimate him. He could be the next coach for the Badgers. Bring back Wildcat. Dave from Manona's wish could be granted, Rony. Wild. See, I would if that's actually the one thing you hang your hat on. Reanimation. Braylon Allen Wildcat. Like it worked when Don't, they did it. You and Dave from Manona are two peas in a pod right now. Is that what Dave said today? He loved oh, it. He's been yelling for he Wildcat texted me, for two years. He texted me twice. Hey, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good look. Like. If the Wisconsin Badger athletic department canned Paul Christ in season, I would be so upset. I would automatically become the biggest Paul Christ stan ever. Really? Yeah. Oh, because they can't do it. He he is a Wisconsin guy. He played with the program, coached there previously, oh, never do came back, was a head coach, was has been overall pretty successful. He's a Wisconsin guy. It's kind of like, remember how I said Frost got done dirty in Nebraska? Yeah. You either don't bring him back or you or let him see it out. You let him see it out because he's one of your guys. Well, you want to know why you don't, they do You don't it. do that to one of your people. So they wanted to give him $15 million? No. Nowadays, given how the recruiting cycle has changed and how head coach openings open earlier and earlier and earlier, they just need a big head start on the next guy. Yeah. Like that's the reason the teams are fired. Like you're, we're seeing Jeff Collins is gone at Georgia tech. Herm Edwards is gone. Well, Georgia tech was all well, the, Herm no, Edwards, know, but they need Herm Edwards. Massive, owns, Herm Edwards owns guys. We're setting them up to fail. These coaches feel like they have to come in and then they have a whole early signing period to get a class together in the past. They would just be screwed for the first class. Now they try to resurrect what they can, but yeah, I, reanimation. I'm with you. Wisconsin can't do it and they won't. And everyone calling for it has a simple mind and needs to focus on the real negatives, which is the fact that this team does not have good linebackers. It's everything. And everything else. And (laughs) I wanted even like Paul Chris punts from fourth and one from the 50. Stupid decision. Andy Vujinovic just stone shanks it. They couldn't even punt the ball. Every aspect, even the water boys had trouble filling up the, uh, their tanks, dude. So even they you, had, even they had the yips. So I have, I do have a question for both of you guys. Ask it, then we'll go to break and answer it. So that dull feeling that you had down in your plums, have you guys got them checked out? No, it wasn't dull, Rowdy. It was, I, I was feeling it. I think yeah, it just turned out I was uh, backlogged a little bit. I that, took care of it over the weekend. That feeling went away when I, I want to make sure you guys off. got checked out and you're fine. <laughs>